Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Live Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. Today we have an awesome episode since we have both Sebi and Trevor. We're going to be talking about a bunch of cool things. But first, obviously, Trevor, what's up? How you been? Uh, my neon white competitor over here, Arch Enemy. Yes, I am very excited to be here. Can't wait to talk about Elden Ring for an hour. <laughs> we should just change the episode. I am wearing a good Elden Ring shirt as well, even though this episode is supposed to be not about Elden Ring. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Elden Ring, about all the love it's been getting. But Sebi, what's up? How's the uh, cookie clicker? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> you still play Diablo Immortal, or are are you done? Are you are you moving past it? I am on hiatus. I'm not uh, hiatus. not playing right now, but I'm also not saying I'm you, never playing again. Are you talking like System of a Down or something? Why are you on a hiatus? What's up? Uh, we we can discuss. We can discuss this. Later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there will be time. Because so, I I like that we have a best game of the year list that we're gonna be talking about. And for you, I definitely thought Diablo Immortal would be on it, and it's not. So. Uh, I mean, oh, that might be a I'll preview. mention it. I'll mention it. Yeah, <laughs> mention it for a second. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like obviously before we kind of start, I think Sevi already kind of knows, but I was kind of teasing Trevor with something of, uh, you know, I did something that I might not be super proud of, but I wanted to kind of bring it up and just kind of, this kind of so always give like a little story time of sorts mm-hmm. as to what happened. Okay. So, <laughs> are you, are you like, explaining yourself you know, or? I'm, I'm, I'm explaining myself and also kind of trying to get like validation from you all. Just kind of making sure I made the right decision. You know your but, crowd. But exactly. So I'm going to, let me just go back a year. Okay. There was this thing called the Steam Deck that got announced and they started taking pre-orders like June of last year. So I know Trevor, you pre-ordered yours pretty early, like within the first couple of weeks. I pre-ordered mine in the first couple of weeks as well. And they were supposed to come out in December. Then all of a sudden Valve is like, you know what? It's not coming out in December. It's going to be pushed to 2022. I'm like, around December, I'm like, yo, I don't think this thing is real. I think most likely it'll get pushed for like another year. I don't know if this exists. Gabe is just messing with us. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cancel it. I'll just wait until like, you know, whatever happens at that time and I'll, and I'll order, order a new one. Fast forward to like Feb or something this year, uh, all the previews and stuff started coming out and, I, and it was getting okay kind of reviews and previews, but I was like, okay, this looks pretty okay. And I, I pre-ordered mine and I got set in a quarter. It was called after Q3. So for people that don't know, when you pre-ordered it like last year or like this year or, or actually end of last year, you get put in a quarter of when you will be able to purchase Steam Deck and actually get it. So people like Trevor who pre-ordered it within the first few weeks were put in Q3 of this year. So you can already imagine that people that pre-ordered it later in the year where they would be put and where I would be put in that crowd. So I was like, okay, best case scenario, I'm going to get this in like December of this year. Most likely it's like Q1 or Q2 of next year, most likely. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there for now. Okay. So I have a Nintendo Wii U. So I, I go on eBay sometimes to find like, you know, Nintendo Wii games and stuff like that. So I was like looking for like a Metroid Prime game and stuff like that. And also the Steam Deck starts started popping up and I'm like, damn, these Steam Decks are going for like 1,200, 1,400. I'm like, that's too much. Like you can just build a PC at that point, right? So then I saw there was actually a separate thing where there was like a bidding thing where you can bid on a Steam Deck, especially like sealed ones. 
and they were starting at like the regular price. So I'm like, okay, if Gabe messaged me like, okay, look, Aman, you're gonna wait till next year, but let's say you wanted your Steam Deck now, what 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 premium would you pay? Uh, in my brain, I'm like, look, if I wanted like express shipping, I'll pay like between one fifty to two hundred dollars more. I'll be like, I'll pay you two hundred dollars more maximum. Send me that wow. thing right now. So, <laughs> so, so that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna the mindset I went in with. So I would be bidding on these with the max two hundred dollars more than what the actual Steam Deck price was, and I would always lose because people would like go way higher than that. Until recently, I won somehow. Obviously, I was like so surprised. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta pay this guy now because <laughs> I was so surprised. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and it was like it was obviously like a verified seller and all that. Uh, so yeah, I bought a Steam Deck from eBay. Nice, <laughs> nice. So I will. At least I will you now, only paid two hundred dollars more. It's not too bad. <laughs> I know. So I, I was gonna say I will take any any questions now. <laughs> but but like if you check right now to go and purchase a Steam Deck from Valve, like aren't they still saying Q3 this year? They're still after Q3. Oh, so after Q3. I heard there was a big dump though. Like um all the people that were in Q3, like at the B, at the at the start of Q3 Q got basically got theirs. Um, but then it sounded like it slowed down a little bit. So I'm expecting I'm gonna get mine probably within a yeah. month. But because you're in Q3, you're you're so basically anyone that was in after Q3 like last year, you're good. Like you'll probably get it earlier than expected. If you made a mistake like me who canceled the pre-order and pre-ordered again this year. Uh, well, why did you cancel it? Like, because I, I honestly thought like, it would, I was like, it wouldn't come. I was like, it might get delayed again. I'm like, why am I bothering with this? I have a PC. You know, it's like the whole thing. You convince yourself. You're like, I have a PC already. I have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation. I'm like, why, why do I need this? It's not like you're losing right. money by having the pre, uh, have I, the reservation. reservation. <laughs> I know exactly. I don't know what I was, that's the thing. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, cause it was just $5. And like I didn't, I, the finals was always in my account. Like I never used it for anything. Is that? Also, I, that's why I was like, I don't even know why I waited so long. Because I, at first I was like, do I really want it? Do I want it? And then I would like, you know, eventually two weeks I was like, it's five dollars. Why am I not just reserve this thing? And I could decide at the time. Um, and now I'm just like, I'm definitely going to get it. So I'm glad I. I wish I didn't wait so long. I mean, the thing is, Q, if I was in Q3, because that, that's not what happened, okay? So I, this is part of the story time, I guess. I, I, I won't take too long. But unless after the bid thing happened, and I, I, I said, okay, I'll pay for it, I went on, on, on Steam, right? Because I was like, okay, like, now I can actually cancel it again, because I don't need this. So when I canceled it, right, it would first, it said after Q3, but I canceled it. And on the 256 gigabyte model, which is the one that I ordered, on the expected availability, it starts saying Q3. I'm like, wait, 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 what? So I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm like, is this actually like, right? And I, and I, so I quickly went back on and I was in my brain trying to go like, you know, what, what do I message eBay being like, yo, sorry, you know what? I can't pay it. I have no money. I don't know. I was just thinking my brain of what I can do to kind of get out of this. So I went back to Steam, re, like reordered again. And once you reorder it, it goes back to after Q3. So it was just like a glitch on the UI for like that mm. moment. But obviously I'm glad that I didn't message the guy being like, hey, I want to cancel this. I'm like, okay, I went through with it. But I... I was supposed to get it. I like. I thought I would get it like today, but it seems like it'll most likely come on on Monday, and it's supposed to be sealed. So I'm. I'm. It's actually coming from from uh, from Alberta. So I was like, maybe I should have sent it to like Trevor and be like, Yo, can you check if this works and and maybe install Windows for me as well? <laughs> Go like, beat I, the guy up. I, I don't know, man. I, it's not showing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, I got my Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I am really excited about this because so many of my games are on PC. I'm like, oh, I'm like checking if it's verified. I bought GTA 4, Oblivion, fought new. I don't know why. I'm like buying all these old games because I just want to play on the Steam Deck. So that was my mini story time. So, I, yo, by the way, don't buy from scalpers. Like, I feel like I should say that, first of all. Like, do not, like, give in to this. But if you're in a similar situation like myself, and you're like, you know what? If if I had to pay a premium, I, I just, look, if you had to to put an amount to waiting in a year, like, would you put, like, a small amount of, like, $150, $200 to get, like, a PS5 now versus waiting a year when stock goes up? I don't know. It's up to you. That's how I justified it, so... I'm glad that you guys agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, like, obviously, I, you should not pay crazy amounts for it. I feel yeah. like a couple hundred is reasonable. But had you gone any higher, I would have been disappointed. Yeah, people were <laughs> yeah. on uh, people were giving over open box. Like, the prices were set to, like, 1200 $1, Canadian dollars for, like, 64 gigabytes, like, the base model. And they were open box. Like, that someone used it, and they're like, here you go. I'm like, I'm like come on, man. Yeah. All right. Now we're done with that. We can go on to the actual discussion of the show. So we already know. We already know everyone loves Elden Ring. Okay. It's a given. It will be in contention for Game of the Year this year. No doubt. God of War might be better. But we will wait until that point. (laughs) But we want to talk about all the other games that I think deserve some talking about. Because I feel like it gets lost in all this, you know, Elden Ring love. And honestly, some AAA love. A lot of other AAA games have been at the forefront, but smaller games like the ones we were talking about have just kind of been forgotten. So this is going to be our... It's not going to be like a, a rank list. It'll just be games. We'll just be spitting it out because we're going to do a rank thing at the end of the year. But this is just us going to be spitting out games that we have been loving and we've been enjoying quite a bit. So you know what? I'll, I'll just quickly start off because it's just at the top of the of the thing on the Google Doc. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, this came out very recently. It came out on Game Pass, and it's also available normally. But it is, if you played any beat-em-up games like Streets of Rage or even the old TMNT games, this is just so fun. Like, I think my partner and I, we sat and finished this game in one sitting, or like two sittings. But like, we basically finished it, went from start to finish. We were playing as different characters. It has this RPG element to it where you're able to play as different turtles. And, and kind of level them up and do cool moves and everything like that. There's a lot of replayability. The main thing is that it is just really, really fun. And I think something we'll talk about with, with Vampire Survivors as well, it has really amazing music. It has like just the perfect 8-bit retro rock and roll kind of music, and it just kind of meshes so well with the, with the game and the gameplay. But overall, it's just such a fun game, and it's on Game Pass. Like I was ready to pay $20, $30, whatever it was for the game, and I was so surprised that it was on Game Pass. So... I, I think this deserves some love. Have any of you played it? I played right. a little bit. Yeah, I just I, I played a little bit. I think this um the, the this game's uh probably best played with someone. Uh, yeah. I haven't played it with anyone. I've just played it solo and um love the arcade and and I think it's awesome when they take like an arc like an older game and modernize it in certain ways just to make it more appealing. Like adding the extra abilities, the new moves and the super abilities and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, playing it by myself, I played a couple levels and, and, you know, I thought it was fun. Um, probably will go back, but I definitely think if you're playing with someone else, that's, that's where it's strongest. 
Let, let's do it. You, you let's do. I'll, I'm down to play it again. I'll, cool. I'll play with you because I really like that game. Yeah, Have I haven't you, tried it yet. Yeah, so, you definitely. We can do three, three of us together. Yeah. Yeah, fun. it's on my. I mean, it's on Game Pass, right? Like, why not check it out? Um, it's I think that's not, the best thing about it. That's on yeah. Game Pass. It's like you might as well give it a shot. Exactly. Yep. All right, I'll I'll throw it off to Trevor. What's your What's your game that you're gonna bring up? Um, so going back to the very beginning of the year, nobody saves the world. Um, I'm not honestly typically, uh, you know, I love a good indie game here and there, but um, it's not too often that uh, indie games kind of reach the top of my list. And so far, this was one of the most enjoyable experiences I had this year. Um, there's nothing better in the game to me that when you feel like you broke the game. And uh, I feel like this game did that multiple times. Um, just basically, like, is really creative of just, like, all the different forms you have and mixing and matching the abilities. Um, and then it's just, like, the, the dungeons were really well designed. They, like, kind of always put you in these situations where you kind of have to counter some kind of, like, a, you know, like, the enemies are, have a certain kind of ability. And, and there's definitely, like, builds you could come up with that counter it. And you just have this like great satisfaction when you just feel like you just feel like you're a God in this place where you just countered it perfectly and nothing could touch you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's just, it, it was such an enjoyable game. Um, you know, I was done after I was done with it. I, I didn't have any desire to go back and, and do any more, but my time spent with it was, it was very enjoyable. And it's on game pass uh, as well. Yeah, I believe it's still there. Um, yeah, still yeah, it is. Yeah. Have you, have, yeah. You, have you had a chance to play it? Yeah, I've, I've played a few hours of it. It's, it's actually really, really good. I didn't finish it, but um, I, I think I was a little amazed by the, the complexity of the systems, right? Like, there's a lot of classes, and, like, the, the building up of these classes, all the skill points you use to build them up into whatever you want, you know, it's it was crazy. Like I was not expecting that going into an indie game. That that's one of the things I loved about that game was everything you did in that game was rewarding. <laughs> yeah, just walking was they gave you like experience for just walking, for killing, yeah. for picking up stuff. Um, just that like treadmill really keeps you going. Yeah, almost to like that... a, a comic point where it's like just random stuff things that are like this shouldn't be rewarding like they're just doing it to be over the top with it but it just yeah. meshed so well with like their their sense of humor totally. uh which was also it, very it has co-op as well i feel yeah. like that was not something that was brought up too much about this game but it actually has co-op i don't know if it's local or if it's online only i think one of the problems with the co-op was because you you constantly want to go in the menu and and you know change up your your yeah. abilities and uh level up and stuff and in co-op i think when you pause it paused the game for everyone so okay. that was one of the criti criticisms i heard uh so even if it's once. online i guess right oh yeah i think God, it was be... online too i believe okay i think that'd be, pro be wrong, i, I yeah, feel like but... if it's local you can kind of deal with it but if it's online it's like okay yo can you stop pausing like <laughs> 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 all right that uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to talk about Destiny. Um, Witch Queen. Witch Queen. Yeah, it's not a new game, but uh, I mean, as far as expansions go, Witch Queen was huge, right? A lot of revamping of older systems. Um, overall, like, I think it just boils down to like how easy is it for someone who may or may not be familiar with the series to come and enjoy the game, right? So, you know, we, we definitely sank a lot of hours into original Destiny and then a little into Destiny 2 when it came out. 
But anytime you came back to check it out, all these systems were just so crazy complex. There was, you know, stuff that are kind of like relics in the game that you can't really do much about. Uh, it, it's just so confusing. Uh, and coming back to Witch Queen, I think we had a pretty easy time of understanding everything. Um, we came back right when there was a couple events overlapping, and it still never really felt that overwhelming. Um, really easy to jump into. Everything made sense. They simplified a lot of things, kind of like how they did with, uh, what was it called, Taken King from Destiny yeah. 1, where they kind of just said, like, hey, we've been you know building this game up for you know some time now, a couple of years, and so we need to take all these random things that no one's really using how can we simplify and, and really make sure everyone gets something out of everything? Uh, so definitely had that. Uh, everything was really great. Really enjoyed that. I think now that um, Sony has kind of officially bought Bungie, I think it just kind of went through recently. I mean, what are the, what are the chances of, uh, of for Destiny 3 now? It, it's got to happen. Like they're not, I don't think they're just going to keep dropping expansions at this point. I feel like they will want to do a, a reboot. Yeah, I think they need to. Um, so as someone who played base Destiny 2 and never touched any ex of the expansions and then jumping into Witch Queen, um, I definitely felt overwhelmed at first, for sure. Like, you get in there, and there is a lot a lot on that map. And it is like, what is this? What is this Gambit thing? What is, you know, where are these trials and, and everything? But, um, it, you know, once you kind of keep at it, you, you start to learn everything. Um I will say one thing that I really liked about Destiny 2 and I think it's extremely smart is all that older stuff from all those previous previous expansions is relevant. Um, and as someone who didn't play all those, I felt like I just had such a wealth of content. Um, I, and the way it just rewards you with gear for doing all these different things. So um, basically I jumped in, I did some Gambit, I was doing Strikes, I was doing uh, PvP, which I, which I actually really hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I not right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a fan of their PvP, but um, uh, and yeah, and then just all the Witch Queen stuff. So, um, I mean, I I I put over sixty hours into Destiny two this year, and uh, I loved every second of it. Um, one thing I will say though is that like I I do think like they can't keep this up with these expansions because it is still like it, it still feels very rinse and repeat. Like there is just enough new stuff, but again, it was like, it kind of hit home right away of, okay, well, the expansion is another zone. You're out there doing the patrols, the public events and all that stuff. And um, it's fun, but it, it is kind of like, you know, it, it feels like a treadmill. Um, I probably would have had a better time had I done the raid or some of the dungeons, which I haven't done yet. So um, I'm looking forward to trying to do some of that stuff still. And I think uh, once I do, I'll probably have some more appreciation for it. I think main thing is like moving forward, they do need to have a better, better plan in mind of like, okay, like what if we have, you know, a, kind of almost like reboot it in the sense of, okay, this is Destiny 3, but the way we're going to be working with this game is a little, little different with Destiny 2. So Destiny 2 can just kind of continue as being just Destiny the way it is right now. And Destiny 3 can be them maybe exploring something like almost, you know, Titanfall versus Apex where, okay, Destiny 3 is very story focused or... Destiny 3 is a lot more, you know, uh, enjoyable for people that want that kind of MMO experience. I think they just need to try something new because like you're saying, right? Like as someone who has played since the first Destiny and all the expansions since then, it is very much, okay, we're going to get a new expansion, play it for like a few hours. And yeah, where's your at on the weekend? And that's it, <laughs> you know? 
that i hope destiny 3 is a like a, a true open world like yeah. i hope like you are it's seamless I, I i hope you're not always going to orbit and then jumping to this or that like yeah. how, give me a uh, give me even if it's just one planet give me one planet that i could just zip around a massive map um that would be yeah. appealing to me yeah that'd be great because you're right destiny 2 was very much destiny part 2 but <laughs> you know now that it's got acquired by sony then you know it's it's ready for something new and crazy right like destiny the ultimate expansion <laughs> yeah no man no man's destiny <laughs> yeah no man's destiny that's what i really want to play give me that <laughs> yeah sorry you'll be playing that very soon with starfield so we can talk yeah. we can now talk about a game that i've been playing quite a bit and i've loved this game like i, I love the previous game as well and that's sniper elite 5 so i don't know if you've played sniper elite 4 which was kind of when it became a bit more approachable for for a lot of players but basically the idea the setting the idea is very much an action movie style setting where you're in it's like world war ii and you're basically trying to destroy like the german nazi plans of trying to destroy the world in a sense that's kind of the whole it's very obviously over the top um i think they take small small bits from from real life and, and kind of put it in there but most of the time it's you with a extremely gravelly Sylvester Stallone like voice and you're just kind of going around <laughs> with a sniper just taking people out you're going up against a huge army and it's just you with a sniper just taking everyone out along the way it's just really really fun the gameplay is like a mix between Hitman and any other stealth action game like Metal Gear Solid kind of like it has a really cool mix of you can go around and take everyone out hide their bodies everything like that the gameplay is very smooth that way or if you want, you can just bring out your sniper and just snipe people and watch the whole x-ray mode of the bullet entering their skull or penetrating their ball sack, whatever you want. You know, <laughs> all of that is visible in this game. But it's very, very enjoyable. And if you played Sniper Elite 4, this is basically more of the same, except they've improved uh, a few of the things with the game. Or if you haven't played Sniper Elite ever, you don't need any introduction to the game. You can start, it's like Final Fantasy almost. You can just start now. And it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass PC and Xbox. So it's, you can get it on both. But it is really worth your time. So, uh, Trevor, have you checked out Sniper League before? I haven't. I've always been curious about it, but never never jumped into it. But you got me intrigued. Might have yeah, to no, check it's, it out soon. It, it's a very small, it's a small campaign, nine missions or so. And probably you'll be done within like eight to nine hours and, and stuff like that. It's not like a huge game, which I kind of like. But it's definitely worth it. Uh, what about you, Sebi? No, same thing. I, I haven't played any of the previous ones. Um, I have. I might have played a little bit of the that standalone zombie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Zombie expansion. army. Yeah, I might have played a little bit of that, but not a whole lot either. Um, and I, I feel like the the this actual you know main game might actually be a little more my style. Uh, so I definitely want to check it out. I feel yeah, like I'm definitely, definitely going to be more sniper mode than you know. Yeah. Metal Gear it's solid. up to you. It's kind of I, I like it's up to you, and it does yeah. kind of do the whole like wind thing where you get to line up with the wind, so it kind of curves in, and when you get that mm. perfect shot, it's like the best feeling ever. All right, yeah. Trevor, your your next game. Uh, my next game would be um, I'm going to continue the trend. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin. Um, this game, like Nobody Saves the World, uh, the reason I enjoyed it so much is that uh, it had that same feel of like 
finding the right build and feeling like you kind of broke the game. Um, I think uh, Team Ninja is is the next best thing to from software when it comes to action games. Um, Neo was one of my favorite games. I think they really nailed that and they kind of put their own twist on it where they kind of do the level based uh, approach instead of a more of an open world, which is kind of nice because it's more digestible. Um, but yeah, with a, a stranger, a stranger of paradise, what I really liked about it was like, there is so much variety in this game. It's crazy. Uh, 23 different jobs, every single final fantasy job, you oh. know, and love is in there. You got your mage, your red mage, your black mage, your white mage, uh, your berserker, your warrior, your paladin, your death knight, your void knight, like it, 23 different jobs. Um, you get to pick two jobs at once. So, and you can actually mix and match them. So like. So a lot of the, each one has kind of like a unique ability uh, that is specific to the job. You can only use it when you have that job, but a lot of them are like buffs. So for example, the berserker like allows you to stagger enemies. Um, so you, you can flip through the berserker, uh, pop your buff and then switch to another job. And then you get that benefit of the berserker. Um, they have massive trees. When you unlock abilities, you bas- those abilities are, are then usable on any of the classes. Um, and then the weapons, all the weapons play completely differently. Like uh, some have charge attacks, um, some have a charge attack at the beginning, some at the end, um, some have unique combos. Um, and to be perfectly honest, it's almost overwhelming. Like uh, there's just so much in the game and so much going on. Um, but again, it, it just feels really good. It feels really good to play. Uh, the bosses are, are tough. Um, the main game is not that hard, but there, there's this like great end game. Well, great. There's some there's some issues with the end game. It gets a little bit grindy, but basically, they like you at, by the end of the game, you'll be like level 120 or something, and then the end game you could, brings you right up to like level 300. Um, so you can you can kind of keep going against like harder versions of the boss. Um, the actual the hardest difficulty is called chaos difficulty, and if you've seen <laughs> this game, it's it's really dumb the story and the, the whole chaos thing and everything. Um, I love that the game doesn't take itself too seriously, which is makes it way more enjoyable. Because if it was taking itself seriously, it would be pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, but the but the gameplay is just so good, and those layer bosses. One problem with them is is that it, they do get a little cheap, where like they could very easily one shot you, so you have to be like on top of your game, even more so than a probably a FromSoft game. Um, but it's just again, it doesn't feel good when you do get one shot it because it's just like oh I missed time that one move and now i gotta start over but the the bosses go down pretty quickly so it's not like you don't feel like you've when you start over it's not too exhausting um and then there's just been times where again i just found the right build and this boss i i spent a couple hours against i just destroyed um and it's such a good feeling uh so yeah i mean very pleasantly surprised with that game um i didn't think i was gonna i wasn't even sure if i was gonna finish it um and i ended up not only beating it, uh, doubling my time in the in the end game. So uh, super awesome. The DLC just came out. I might check it out. Bahamut's in it. Um, and they added another class, another weapon. Um, so yeah, I mean, very pleasantly surprised by that game. Yeah, I've, one I'm gonna check out for sure. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot about it, but I actually haven't seen any gameplay yet. Is this one more of an action or is it more turn based? It, it's basically Final Fantasy Dark Souls, is, or oh, okay. far, more probably more like Final Fantasy Neo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it plays like 
it plays like your action game. You lock on uh, mm. with the right stick and you can swap between enemies. R1 is your attack. L1 is your block. Uh, they have this cool system, the soul system. So basically, you you start off with like almost no MP and you need MP for to do abilities and stuff. So instead of um, just blocking, you can do the soul ability, which is like another type of block. And if you do that, uh, you actually get uh, MP from it. So mm. it's kind of your benefit to go in, do some blocking, build up some MP, and then just kind of un- unleash on them. Um, right. And then again, like just all these classes and abilities. Like for example, uh, the knight, basically it does damage if you block. So you, you uh. can pop that and then for the first little bit, you just kind of block it, but you're still doing damage, but you're building up your MP and then you can swap to another class and then just kind of unleash on them. My, my favorite class was the Assassin. Uh, so basically the Assassin is any attacks from behind will do a critical hit and then his ability is called Assassinate. Um, and then when you execute Assassinate, every critical hit you did repeats itself. So like um, I went with the Fist weapons, which were super fast. So I'd get, on, get behind them, like just unleash like 30 like critical hits, back off and then do my move and then do another 30 hits. And uh, very satisfying. Oh, on top of that, you have two party members. So like, for example, you can have an ability that is like reduces your aggro. So you can pop that, let your two, you, two characters tank the boss, and then you could get in there and go behind and, and do your damage and stuff. So a lot of systems, uh, very yeah. creative, very fun. I definitely want to play this because I'm, I've been on kind of like a, like a tactical RPG wave right now. I'm actually playing right now through, um, uh, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Nice. So, yeah, and, uh, it's, yeah. it sounds like something I want to play. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've played Fire Emblem for like a little bit. I haven't continued it, but like I was kind of getting into it and then kind of going back to like our Hogwarts kind of like space and just talking yeah. to everyone. And then I think something else came up. So I started playing you, that. You need the time for it. Like, this is not a yeah. game like, oh, you know, I'll just lightly play it. Like, nah, you need to be like, yeah, this is what I'm playing right now. I'm into the story. I remember every character's names and what they like <laughs> and don't like and who's coming on the party. You know, you got to dive right into it. That, yo, that's what I did with Cyberpunk 2077 when like I just dived in, I finished it. Like, I yeah. was just kind of doing like all the side missions, especially for, for Pan Am. And like, yeah. it was just such a, oh my God, it was such a cool story. I, after finishing, I'm like, I was like thinking my brain, I'm like, if I had finished this game in 2020, it would be like my, one of my favorite games Yeah. Like, at that time as well. well. It is a favorite, one of my favorite games right now, to be honest. Yeah. It was one of my favorite games that year for sure. Same. Yeah. Like the ending as well, obviously, you know, depending on the choice you make and everything, but like, it was just so good. Like, I just loved everything about it. And I, I remember people like saying about like, maybe obviously depending on kind of the path you take, but like, kind of people kind of talk about Johnny Silverhand, like, and not really liking that character of him being a bit more like kind of intense or whatever. But right. I guess like the path that I took, like I like turned to like, you know, like love him. And I was like, yo, I love this guy. Like, Johnny, you know, and you learn more about him and, and he, you see a human side of him as well. And I'm like, yo, this is like one of the best characters ever. Like, <laughs> I love Johnny. It. Big Johnny fan. Oh my god, yeah. I was I, actually I, on the other side. I was not that big of a Johnny fan. Like, oh by yeah? the end, you kind of have to love him a little bit. But I had no remorse in leaving him in the <laughs> cyberspace or whatever the ending was. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, this is my body. Leave this me. Is... <laughs> no, but, I was like, did you do the mission where um, you are able to basically do a concert? Uh, yeah, yeah. Johnny... Yeah, yeah. That, oh my yeah. God, that was a cool mission. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. Yeah, his guns stuff. were cool. Yeah. yeah oh guns. my god. His guns were great. 
when you get his access to his weapon, that's like I did. I didn't use anything else. I was just using that to like one shot everyone. Yeah, his gun was nuts, and his whole outfit was also like the best looking outfit. That's all I wore pretty much. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, no, exactly. I, honestly, that's one. That's maybe I don't want to say complain, I guess, but I never really used any mods. I didn't use any. You know, I I wasn't worried about what I was wearing because I was just gonna okay. kind of stop right there. <laughs> you're you're using the naked Keanu Reeves mod. Don't lie. <laughs> There's what? There's what? <laughs> I didn't get this option. I didn't go through the the menu more. Stop acting like you're surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was bound to happen. This is cyberpunk and the internet combined. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So we wait. Sorry, we, we just talked about Strangers Paradise. So we're gonna go to Sebi uh, with the next game. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Pokemon Legends, uh, Arceus. Uh, game was great. You, you guys all played it too, right? I've um, played it. Uh, Trevor hates Pokemon, so... Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Pokemon, just not <laughs> wow. a fan. I, okay. I did play... I, I have played it, though. I played uh, about 10 minutes of it. Um, so <laughs> I, I am an expert. Uh, I can appreciate it for what it is, though. You, you kind of have to, because it, it does break the mold a little bit. I mean, nothing crazy, you know, by this time we've, we've all played Pokemon Go or Let's Go. So, we, you know, we're all familiar with like throwing ball mechanic or whatever. Um, but the way they combine the exploration, the battling system, catching Pokemons without having to actually fight them all the time. Um, I think it's a big step in the right direction. It was definitely kind of like an experiment for Pokemon team. But uh, I like I'm really psyched to see more of this. It it's, it wasn't without its faults, right? Like the maps were a little sparse. You know, there was a, a bit too much of that grinding system where you have to catch the same Pokemon like 30 times uh, to you know fill up the Pokédex or whatever. And it's it's great for some people. For me, it was a little much, but uh, definitely huge. Like I I would say I enjoyed this more than I usually do. Like some of the newer. Uh, main series Pokemon games, so I'm I'm really hoping that they're taking some of this and gonna drop it into uh, Scarlet and Violet coming this year. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to those as well. Yeah, I mean it, I've played maybe six seven hours. I played quite a bit on my when I was on my flight uh, when I was like traveling, and mm. like yeah, like it was like you said, it's it's not it doesn't really have that kind of full open world game vibe to it. It, it is very much okay. We need to fill up this Pokedex. Uh, in order to like level up so you can get like the next mission you need to catch the same pokemon like 30 times sometimes you get chased by a pokemon it's just like the idea of like if you like pokemon and, and all that stuff and you go around you just kind of like that world and it is uh, maybe it's kind of like vampire survivors that way where you're just kind of go and you just kind of do the same thing a couple of times and whatnot and you come out or like you know you, know, you just progress a little bit mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i was playing it i i still need to finish it i haven't finished it yet but it is it is it is a good game it is definitely a good fun interesting game and i feel like if you're a pokemon fan you should definitely check it out yeah it was it was definitely for the gameplay because i would say the story it wasn't bad but it also wasn't like you know next level storytelling either right it was very much driven by the gameplay itself which is what i think overall really shines in that game yeah yeah all right so the next game i'll quickly just kind of brush over to be honest because i know both of you haven't really played it and I'm I'm mainly, I'm like the only big racing fan right now. But Gran Turismo Seven, like I I got it earlier this year. I've been playing it quite a bit since then, and that kind of got me into playing a lot of other racing games. But Gran Turismo Seven itself is 
like it's just if you like Forza Motorsport games, not Horizon, but Forza Motorsport or or just the older Gran Turismo games, this is just more of that. Uh, the game runs really well, plays really well. The the gameplay itself, I think that's not why you would want to play this game. Is the gameplay? The gameplay is really good, and it is. Uh, it has a good loop of it wants you to keep going back in, do a couple of races, go online, play with people. It keeps sucking you in because you keep getting new cars. You're able to kind of obviously like the whole economy is a little messed up still, but like if you just play and unlock cars, it is very good. It has a good loop, so you're able to get good fun awesome cars along the way and still have a good time. I still think the economy thing, that's like the main thing where I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, people should maybe wait a little bit longer. I think it's going to go on discount pretty soon. Either way, it, was, it came out in like March. I won't be surprised if it's like 50% off, like in a couple of months. So I feel like at 50% off, like, yeah, if you're someone that's very new to this, definitely jump in. You'll get like all the updates and everything, all the issues fixed and it'll be, it'll be a fun experience. I hope they add it to the new PS Plus. They, they honestly down the they road, should start doing that. I definitely want to check it out sometime. I, I'm definitely not going to pay full price or even probably half. Um, but one thing I like about it is that, um, and I hope they do adjust it because it, it seems too far in one direction, is that um, one thing I love about Forza is that, you know, you're constantly in cars, but you get cars too easily to the point where it kind of diminishes the satisfaction of getting them right and i think gran turismo 7 still has that where you still feel like you're working towards getting these better faster cars um and i and just look at the gameplay i i do get an itch to go play it sometimes because it remi- reminds me of the good old days of gran turismo you know one two three i mean it's definitely worth it i i remember it was it was gran turismo and project gotham racing i don't know if you if you play that but that was project gotham racing was so good i have no idea why it's not being made anymore but like those two games were like my go-to of like if i want to play a serious racing game obviously i've mainly played burnout and need for speed but project gotham racing was so fun so at least we have something of that sort until the new uh forza motorsport all right trevor your next game i'm assuming it's gonna be neon white yeah neon, neon white is fucking awesome <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a great game man uh yeah it's just um uh, I, it's just really fun. It's a, it's just this basically this uh, time based uh, game. It's just very small levels. It's first person. There's some shooting. Uh, it's basically you pick up cards in the map. Um, so different cards will like are a card is a gun. So you get a handgun. So you could sh- shoot. Uh, it gives you a lot of limited bullets. Um, but then you could choose to discard the card, and it does another ability. So the handgun gives you a double jump. Uh, the rifle gives you like a dash. And uh, basically, the, the levels are handcrafted to, to progress with these cards. So you pick up the cards, uh, use the abilities, and the goal is to kill all the demons in the level and then get to the end. Some levels don't have any demons at all. Um, but it is just it is so tight, and it, it just flows so nicely. And, you know, you always get – first time you get into a new level, it's just kind of like you explore, you kind of go through it. Um, but then once you, like – nail it and and you're just like flying through it trying to beat the time it just you just feel so it feels so good you're just like bang 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 getting to the end you do most of them you do them in under like 30 seconds um and then you just get this itch to just beat your score or beat your time beat your time and then it's even more fun if you have friends that hopefully could compete with you unfortunately (laughs) i'm having that problem at the moment um 
but give uh, yeah, give just... me a day we'll get that game. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm getting the game soon. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is very addictive. Um, I, I I'm all in it for the just beating the times and everything. I there's a story that I honestly just don't really care about. I'm at the point where I'm just skipping everything now. Um, and there's also little things where you can get gifts to open up uh, additional like objectives and levels and uh, or well quests. And uh, yeah, I I even went and uh, had there's even like a boss battle in the fourth mission that I, I just did, which was really cool. Same thing, still time based and everything it was a little bit longer, but you're actually fighting a boss. Um, and yeah, and it's a, it's a very pleasant surprise. Um, I'm not even like halfway through the game, actually. I think I'm, there's like 12 missions. Um, each mission has about 10 levels, some less. And, uh, I think I'm just like on five or something. And, um, I mean, I've already done tons of hours and totally satisfied with that game. So. Yeah. It's very similar to like Hitman where if you want, you can finish the game in like a few hours. If you just kind of keep going through the whole mission and everything like that. But like, if you actually want to enjoy the game like you would in Hitman, you would actually like take your time, repeat the mission, or in this case, like repeat the run, try to better times like how Trevor and I have been trying to do, or like get the gift in the area, and like then kind of move on. And if you keep doing that, then you actually see what the game is about. The game isn't about just like, hey, like look at the story, get till the end. It's more of like, no, the whole idea is have a fun game experience with this, and actually like enjoy your time of trying to better yourself, right? It's, it's crazy how it's a it's it's not a first person shooter, but it is, and it's a platformer at the same time. So it's such a cool combination that you wanna you know you wanna like jump to a certain area, get a shot at a demon, and hit the end at the same time, so you can best your time at the same time. It's really cool the way it's been implemented, and like like you said, Trevor, it's so addictive. Like it is a game that you're like, look, I'll just do one more time because each most of the the, the missions or most of the uh, the uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's a mission within a mission, whatever you want to call it. But most of the stages are like a few seconds long, so you get from the start to the end within a few seconds. So you're like, let me just do it one more time. Let me just do it one more time, and next thing you know, you've been like in the same mission for like 20 minutes because you just trying to like <laughs> improve your time. So that we definitely it's worth a shot. It's very cheap as well, I think, on the, on um, on Steam and stuff like that. So it's worth it's definitely worth the money. Yeah, anytime I played a level, and I, if there was just one one moment in that where I just felt like, oh, I could get that extra like ten milliseconds, I just I would probably do another ten runs, twenty runs until I got it. <laughs> Anything to make it uh, Amon's life a little bit harder. Yeah, it's already it's already so hard with all the times you put. So I, mean, I like that. I like knowing that you're going back trying to make it even harder. But I'm I'm definitely that's like I'm I'm dedicating like everything to that now. I need to be. I need to be at least one of your time because your times are ridiculous. All right, <laughs> Debbie, you're up next. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Tiny Tina. Um, mm. I know we've we've actually talked about this before, but uh, you know, Tiny Tina just is more Borderlands, uh, but with a, a theme over it, right? And it just works so well. Uh, it has the same core gameplay loop of always, you know, get new guns, random perks to them. Uh, progress through the story which is a 10 out of 10 like it's a master class in storytelling the way they combine you know the the dungeons and dragons theme with you know the classic borderlands comedy uh you know style um it's just so good and it works perfect in co-op right i mean pc definitely had some issues when we were playing but, you know, I, I can't really hold that against them. I feel like Borderlands has always had some slight issues playing co-op. Um, 
but it's it's just so much more enjoyable. Like I would not have it any other way. Uh, and yeah, it's it was great. It was a great game. Definitely not like game of the year or anything, but uh, as far as enjoyment goes, is up there. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to put more time into it. I I put a a a good amount, but um, I've heard good stuff about the end game or like later in the game. Um, because you get a like a a, a sub job or something like that, and yeah. um, apparently you can have some pretty good combinations and stuff like that. So I definitely sure. want to play more and and really kind of get the full experience. It it had like the the overworld with like the the mission, the way it was designed. It was like so grand, like it was so much to do. And I was so surprised because I feel like Borderlands 3 what didn't feel like that. Borderlands 3 was very much like, it's a very focused story of like, okay, go from here till there. So, so many times, you know, you see side stuff along the way, but you're like, all right, no, like I'll just do the main story. Whereas in this case, it's kind of like, hey, here's like a big board, kind of go where you need to go. At the same time, they, they do block you off. Like if you want to go here, you need to level up and do other stuff. So it it's, is overwhelming it's, sometimes. It's very funny that it feels that way because it's actually a much smaller game. Like when you look at the amount of actual maps that are available, mm. um, it's it's something like five or six of them. Like I, I don't, I can't remember exactly, but it's a very small amount of maps. The maps are a little bigger than what we were used to from previous Borderlands games. But in terms of content, it wasn't that crazy amount. The thing is, it definitely had a lot more of like those uh, like randomly generated encounters throughout, like to fit with the Dungeons and Dragons theme. Uh, which definitely added some complexity to it because if you're going from you know a quest in one map and then you finish it and you're like oh I have something unfinished in another one, going from one to the other has a lot of steps in the middle, right? Random encounters that you may or may not skip. You can definitely skip them, right, by punching the guy in the in the overworld. But you know you have to like exit the map, navigate. You'll have, definitely find something along the way that might distract you. Um, so it, it definitely felt like a much bigger game than it was, which is a huge bonus. Like, I feel like that's always testament to a great game. If you're getting distracted by things along the way and, you know, you, your quick mission turns into a two hour ordeal, that's great. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I mean, talking about distractions, I think the game that I want to talk about is Tunic because this game was, <laughs> is actually like, just so good. Like it's, uh, it's on Game Pass, first of all, and it's, I think it's made by someone in, in Canada. It's it's made by someone that's like one person or two people. And like, obviously, wow. you know, we got, we got to support, support the Canadians. That was awesome. And like, it's just, it's a game when you look at it, you're like, oh, it's just like a, a, a Zelda clone of sorts, right? But when you play it, it's not that. It's like, it's actually so, it's, the gameplay is very, at least in my opinion, like if compared to like some of the more 3D, uh, not 3D Zeldas, but like the 2D, 3D, 2.5D Zeldas or whatever, um, Tunic is much better than that in terms of the gameplay experience. It's more in line with the Souls genre of like the way they want you to approach it. Of like you know you get a few hits and you dodge. Uh, you have like obviously different skills and and you can you can need different powers that you get over time. It's really cool in the sense that it's very open of how do you, how you want to approach the game and where you want to go. So there's certain things you got to do um, in the game and they don't tell you what to do. It's very like open that way of like here we have like this game manual they kind of go like they kind of give it like this cool 80s look of like when you want to go into the office menu it looks like a game manual but it's completely empty and you find pages along the way but all in gibberish right mm. but you see images on the game manual and kind of, kind of remind you of like as you were a kid 
when you would go, you, you would look at the game manual, you, no one would actually read the game manual. You would just look at the, the photos and it kind of is kind of harkening back to that. And that was really cool because you get all the information you need from those images. You're like, oh, I see what's happening here. And then you kind of have to basically put together what you need to do. And all within the game, there are things and power-ups of swords that you can pick up or completely miss. It's up to you how you want to do it, how you want to approach the game. So I really like that of like giving you an option of, hey, you can get this cool thing. Hey, you can get this cool thing. It might make your life easier, but you can just get past that and do your own thing if you want. It's just such a good game and it's honestly worth everyone's time because it is, first of all, again, Game Pass, even if you get it on, on Steam or, or any, anywhere else, like it is still worth the money. It's crazy. I've put in probably like, I think 10, 11 hours, maybe more. And I'm, I'm still not done. I'm towards the end where I'm just, it's not necessarily an end game, but like there's like a part you need to do and then you fight the final boss. But like, I'm literally at that point and I'm just like, this game just is, is crazy. This is such a huge game and it's so fun. So, and the music is so good. It definitely worth everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to check this out. I still haven't started it. It's already downloaded on my computer. Um, it, it has everything I want. I mean, as soon as I hear Zelda clone, I'm I'm already in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and the fact that it's actually like not just a Zelda clone, like that's just the base layer of it. Um, yeah, I'm super psyched to to play this. I started it up, but right away was like, oh, I need to make sure I'm going to be able to devote real time to this. Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like one you could kind of just pick up here and there. Yeah, no, and and the thing with this game is, I know that there's so many other games that we're currently playing. It is like you said, like. It, it, it seems like a game that you can play for like a couple of minutes and stop, but because it's kind of like Elden Ring and Dark Souls, where you have like areas that will kind of not necessarily save your progress, but where you kind of rest, you're like, okay, no, I need like a 30 to 40 minute chunk of like just dedicated to this so I can do something, come back and rest, and I've progressed. Otherwise, you know, it kind of just messes the whole thing up. But all right, Trevor, you're our next game. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with Vampire Survivors. Uh, this is one I just started playing recently, and it is it's a pretty awesome game, actually. Um, I didn't really have like much desire to play it, but I played it because I kept hearing how much people liked it. Um, but I knew it was very going to be a very simple game where you didn't really do too much, and uh, you really don't. You, you very much just move. Um, <laughs> yeah. But oddly enough, it is... <laughs> It's so engaging and and very addictive. Uh, it is like a it is that roguelite where you know you do a run, you die, you start over type thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's really um, technically impressive is probably the best way to put it, despite how simple it is. Uh, they 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 basically went with the approach of like we're just going to create a simple uh, you know pixel art game, but we are going to throw hundreds and hundreds of enemies at you at one time. The map is just co completely open. You, there's no boundaries as far as I know. Um, and you basically, it seems like it remembers everything that happened. Like you can, at the top of the map, you could kill a whole bunch of guys and then just walk forever. And then uh, at some point you can get a power up that kind of pulls all. So the way it works is like you, you basically auto attack, you hit stuff, they drop gems. Those gems are what you use to level up. When you level up, you get a new, you pick new abilities. And, and that's where it kind of gets interesting is that, there's a whole bunch of kind of cool abilities. So for example, there's one that's garlic, which kind of puts an aura around you that does damage, which is very powerful in the first level um, with like, there's a whole bunch of bats that can't get through that aura. So you can basically just walk through the bats, kill them, pick up and level up. Um, but then you just keep getting all these abilities and then eventually you just become like 
a god and nothing could touch you and there's hundreds of enemies on screen and numbers flying everywhere and um it is just it's very satisfying you know and then you die and then you have gold and then you can get some power-ups unlock new classes and um the music's very good as well um yeah it's it's very addictive i I, you know again i fired it up thinking i was just going to play a couple rounds just to see what it was about and um i mean that that day i just i played again and again and again and again and uh i was still playing it again this morning and and there's more levels i finally beat the first level and uh looking forward to kind of working through some of the other ones as well but um it's a very good just simple zone out um game and uh it's very impressive it's it's really cool yeah for sure i i've played a little bit of it as well um i i pretty much agree with everything you said it's it's funny how simple the system is like i remember firing it up no instructions or anything right they just drop you <laughs> right in so you're you know you do the usual like let's click everything and see what everything does Nah, like you're just moving around that's all you get <laughs> there's yeah. no other buttons so yeah like everything even the auto attack right um and you start so simple but you very quickly just get all these perks and little different attacks and things that your character can do um it's very fun and and i like how every round is a little different right yeah and actually it's funny because again all you do is move around but there's actually a lot of strategy to the moving around exactly yeah because they're dropping these gems that you need to pick up so but the problem is is that those gems could get overwhelmed by a group of enemies so you can't just go in there and get them so you actually have to kind of like kite them around bring them down and then go back up and get your gems um yeah, yeah and again it's just even though it's so simple it's just like uh there there is a lot to it no, I'm excited to check this out, hopefully, on my possibly working Steam Deck if it comes through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be a great game for that. It would yeah, be, actually. It, very good. Yeah. It, it does look pretty good. All right, Debbie, your next game. Uh, yeah, Lost, of, or Lost Ark. Uh, I know we all played this uh, for a little bit, right? Um, it's pretty good. Definitely kind of lost me a little bit. There's there's always something about joining Wait, a Lost game. Ark lost you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's something about like jumping into a game that technically has been around for some time. Right, this game is not exactly new; it just released for the rest of the world, um, and it's very much so a Korean MMORPG. Uh, the grind level on it was insane. Um, you know, all the skills were all super over the top and flashy and fantastic to play around with. But uh, yeah, I think I think there was a few things that definitely just didn't cut it for me uh main was like the you know the the when you're using your abilities there's a vast difference between one ability and the next right not all abilities are the same which doesn't exactly gave me that uh that freedom of choice uh that a usual mmo will give you um you know i found myself literally spamming like two skills on my character most of the game um also, the all the systems that it had with like the the arcs or whatever they were called that you had to uh, gather throughout the map, like the whole main storyline of it was a little nonsensical to me. Um, it was also just so over the top, like to the point where I, I felt like just skipping through most of it by the time I stopped playing. Um, but you know, the the actual gameplay itself was fun. Like it was it was responsive. The the enemies were cool. 
um all the characters are very cool looking as well like it, it definitely had a lot in there too that was that was worth mentioning um and it's i think it's something that i might jump back into at some point i just don't know when or if i actually will <laughs> <laughs> yeah th- this was one i was like really excited for um and I just didn't get into it, and I still kind of want to go back and, and really get into it. So I, I got, I did hit the level cap, but then that's where I fell off. Um, yeah. I can't remember what I was playing at the time that took priority. I believe it was Elden Ring. So, yeah, <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing is that those game, like a game like Lost Ark, is a big investment, right? There's, like you yeah. said, Seth, there's a big grind to it. Um, so I, I, when I want, when I go into it, I really want to go into it. So um, I do have a desire to go back. I, I echo everything you said. Like I think the gameplay is really good. Um, I didn't have that problem with abilities. I, I was playing the Gun Lancer. I, I was like pretty much trying to hit every single ability I had on my bar. Um, there was only a couple that were kind of like utility based. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really cool. And I've watched some of the like high level content, which I will never ever do. And there is some like pretty crazy, really challenging stuff in there. So um, I hope to just kind of like, you know, just touch some of the earlier stuff and, and kind of get that experience um, eventually. I think I, I played I played with, with both of you for like a little bit. And I, I think I, you know, I kind of checked it out as well when it came up because it was something that was kind of being talked about by everyone. And I enjoyed like what I played of it, but it was... It, it, it was just never something that kind of like, like some of you said, like there was nothing that was kind of pushing me to just kind of keep playing again and again. It was like, oh, this is cool. Like I like the gameplay. I like the whole idea. But the story was just kind of bland. And like the gameplay mechanics were like, okay, like, yeah, I've, you know, kind of done this. Okay. Like what else is there? But there was nothing else there that kind of got me back in and I started playing other games. So yeah. I do want to, I do want to check it out. Um, but obviously like there's, I will kind of talk about this in terms of like some of the other games that are coming up this year. And I feel like that's kind of one of the reasons I don't see any of us going back to Lost Ark is because there are other games coming out and then Diablo 4 most likely comes out early next year, hopefully, maybe like sometime next year. And then then what, right? Then Lost Ark is kind of gone, uh, gone to the side. All right, so we'll talk about one of the games that I played and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I don't think any of you played it, but if anyone is a big XCOM fan or even a Warhammer fan, actually, you should definitely check out Warhammer 40K, Chaos Gates, Demon Hunters. I don't know why the name is so long. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't understand that. It's called Warhammer XCOM, and I, I'll get it. But it is basically <laughs> Warhammer XCOM, and it's it's the story is like at least for me, like nothing like too crazy, but it is enough for you to want to keep playing. Of basically that the whole idea is that you're there's a, almost like a plague that's going around where uh, planets or areas are being taken over by this species of sorts. And you're going the, going in these areas to kind of cleanse them and like kind of kill the enemies there and come out and you do certain missions to kind of learn more about them and all that stuff. Uh, but there's almost like a weird base building kind of a thing within your ship where you're um, you're improving your ship, you're improving your ship's defenses that will help you reach other parts of the universe. Essentially, uh, you're doing stuff so you can basically uh, improve the health or improve other parts of your. Um, of, of the people that are like you're, you're using at your, your battalions of sorts. And obviously it's very, it's very XCOM like where you can kind of name the, the, the people that kind of fight for you, whoever you want. So I have Trevor in there. I've got Sevi in there. I've put, I've put people that I know in there. And it's basically like, you know, Trevor is always the guy with the huge hammer. So he's going to go in like melee. <laughs> Sevi is like, Sevi is like the guy that kind of like tries to snipe people from the back or tries to heal. So I, kinda, I like having that aspect of when someone dies, 
like usually what they've done a good job with if someone like gets hurt they kind of go back and they are basically critical and they, they heal up but if they die multiple times then they're like dead for good like they're gone so like it has that thing of like you know you kind of come to care for your for your people that are actually out there fighting for you and i really like that i like that like kind of weird permadeath experience with these kinds of games and the main thing is it is just a very good game that keeps progressing you and just keeps you wanting to be like okay look let me do one more area because it's all turn-based right it's like XCOM. It's you go into an area your enemies make make their moves then you make your moves you know and when you get that perfect setup of you have someone up top you have someone like trevor who's on the side but i put him as overwatch so if someone comes by him, he just kind of smacks him, you know, like, and you have like that perfect setting and everything plays perfectly. It's like the best feeling ever. So, and it, I think it's been getting good reviews as well, but I think just people haven't been really talking about it. It's definitely worth your time, honestly, if you ever get a chance. Definitely want to yeah. check that out. Yeah. We'll, we'll go on to, we'll go on to Trevor for next, the next game. Uh, for the next one, um, I'm going to go with uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, I definitely won't say this is one of the best games of the year for sure, but I do want to give it a shout out because um, I did play it recently. I, I wrapped it up um, and I thought it was good. Um, I, I Probably the best way to put it is is generic. Is it Really, like it is, it's a very typical open world game. Um, the story is not too bad. Uh, the the unique thing going for it is without a doubt the environment and the um, the finger weaving magic spell combat, uh, which is, you know, it's it's something. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it, it didn't wow me, but I definitely wanted to see it through. I didn't do I did some of the side stuff because some of the like they have some upgrades and some of the upgrades are gated behind some items that you can only get from doing the side stuff. So basically I did just enough side stuff so I can upgrade the abilities that I wanted to upgrade. Um, and, and by the end of the game, it feels pretty good because you, you could try and you can jump around the city pretty quickly. They give you a lot of abilities. Um, and, and once you have every, you know, some of the stuff leveled up, it, uh, it feels uh, better. Um, but yeah, I mean, good, but not great game. Um, not disappointed. I played it, but it's definitely not one I would, uh, you know, say you have to jump on for sure. I'm I'm pretty excited to try this one out because I I think I got it I got it initially then I refunded it on on PSN because it was getting like okay reviews and I was kind of shocked by that I thought this would be getting like amazing reviews and then when it was on sale on Epic Games I got it there and now that the Steam Deck's coming I'm like oh this could be an awesome like first Steam Deck game to kind of play so I'm kind of I'm excited to try this out and like I think I I I went in initially thinking that it would be like a horror game because they made Evil Within which I love. Um, and obviously the the creator is also the person that made Resident Evil, I believe, right? If I, it was Resident Evil 4, maybe. But like, you know, it's kind of that pedigree that I'm like, oh, this is like a horror game. This will be awesome. And every, since then, I've just kind of been hearing that it's like a very generic open world where, yeah, you have enemies that look scary, but that's about it. There's nothing else kind of going for it that's like kind of horror-esque. And the gameplay itself is also, you know, nothing like, nothing like Resident Evil where you're like, oh my God, I have like five bullets. What do I do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I've, some... I've watched some gameplay, but I th- I think that's where I'm gonna leave it at. Like, I don't think yeah. it's something I'm yeah. really gonna go and play through myself. Like, I, I watched it; it was it was fun and entertaining, but I'm good. The style is definitely its strong suit for sure. The <laughs> yeah. the look in the city and um and then the combat there is like there is some you know like strategy to it. Like, there's some uh, some of the enemies have umbrellas, and to get through the umbrellas, you have to use like 
the water weaving ability and uh then you can swap to something else so yeah oh generic is the best way to put it for sure <laughs> all right so what's your next game uh probably gonna go with horizon forbidden west here yes. um this was definitely like top of the list until elden ring came out right <laughs> Uh, top of the list wow okay it's it's definitely up there it's so good right i mean it's it's more horizon which is what everyone asked for um you know new settings just look amazing like playing this on the ps5 is really like wow okay like now it feels like i, I got a new console because up until then it was very like eh, <laughs> a right. year and a half late <laughs> right um but yeah no it's uh, one more can be said it's it's so good you know the the gameplay just feels right the story is amazing so so much content uh to be had there yeah feels great all, i love all the new robot dinosaurs too they're all so cool yeah um i was worried they were gonna be a little too like you know just the same of what we had before but now there's there's some really cool new stuff and yeah just loving it I think Trevor and I both kind of did a, a spoiler cast for this like a while back and and like story-wise it was okay like I, I think maybe I expected a bit more after you know because it was this game that came out like in 2017 and since then we got you know cool games like Death Stranding, God of War, Spider-Man, Days Gone and I'm like okay or Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2 so I was like okay now this this is where they kind of take it up a notch in terms of story and what they do and the story was like all right, this is kind of going in a weird direction, but ooh, you got the person from the Matrix, I guess. Awesome. Like, I was like, I, I just, I, I don't know, maybe I expected a bit more, but the gameplay and everything, like, was really fun. Um, especially the, I think it's not really a spoiler, but like, there's like a Vegas kind of a level, uh, yeah. stuff like that. And like, that, that area and everything was really cool. And the characters, too, were really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, um, uh, I mean, Echo, like, it looked amazing. That without a doubt, and I love those environments. Um, the Vegas yeah. one was by and far my favorite. I loved exploring that one, and you know, swimming around in the casinos and stuff. It was yeah, it was <laughs> so good. Um, I mean, I think it was just it was a little bit too similar for me. That yeah. uh, which is m- where my disappointment came in. It was was it felt so much like the first one, which which is fine. I mean, the first one was great. I loved the first one, and I enjoyed this one too. But um, again, it just uh, it felt too similar, and uh, that kind of made it lose a little bit of the appeal for me. And I, I just to just to already start defending God of War a little bit, I just want to say, okay, it can be <laughs> the same game, it can be the same game, but if it has a good story to like trump it, that's all right. Okay, so if Horizon had a good story going along with it, I would I would be like, nah, this is amazing. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay? I, that's keep story, that in mind I, for God of War. <laughs> I actually, I, I. I really liked the story in, in Horizon. I thought that story was way better than the first one, and um, I really liked the where it went. Yeah, I, I also I, I agree. I thought it was great. Um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, they they're kind of just going with like, hey, we have something really good here. Let's not try and you know break the mold and possibly go in the wrong direction. Rather, let's just expand it. Right? Like it just felt like. It was the same, very similar story, but they just the scope of it was so much bigger. Like, you know, the map is bigger, but it really felt like, you know, with all the change in scenery and settings, it really felt like, wow, we're really, like, traveling here. Like, you know, everything just got ten times bigger. Some of those new no, weapons I, were cool, too. Yeah. yeah. 
I, this was the, actually this was the the first Horizon. I mean, there's only two, but like the first game, I kind of just went with very basic setup. Whereas in this one, I was actually trying out all the other weapons, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, like because like the way you can use it. So this one does kind of make it easier for you to use all these different types of weapons, in my opinion, as compared to the first game. The first game, I don't know why, it just felt like a struggle. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like try to aim for those parts of of the of, of these dinosaurs to kind of break it off and then hit them. In this case, I'm like, all right, let me do the fire damage here, take this off. Let me do this here. Let me put like a little electricity line so they trip over. I, I do like that yeah. this game kind of allowed you to do that a little, a little bit more. You almost had to, right? Like there was yeah. some stuff that was actually like quite challenging if you were just going for the standard, like let's just damage this thing till it's dead. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, hey, no, if you use the right element on the right part, now you can block an attack or whatever um, and actually survive. <laughs> The, the next game I want to quickly talk about is, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, this game kind of came out for the Nintendo Switch and just kind of went by. And when it came out, people like were talking about it. And honestly, this is kind of my new, like, it takes two in a sense for this year. Because my partner and I, she, her and I, we've been playing this game quite a bit together. You can play this co-op. And it is really, really fun. But even if you play it alone and you just play it as Kirby and stuff like that, just it, it, the the levels are so innovative. It doesn't look like it, and I feel like Nintendo did not make a right push for this game in terms of the marketing and everything. But like anyone, like even if you aren't a Kirby fan, if you're just a platformer fan or just kind of like having like cool games that have like cool like levels and level design and whatnot, this is such a fun game, and it honestly is. Uh, I I think this could be one of the games that kind of sneaks into game of the year conversations, just because it's kind of like Super Mario Odyssey, right? It's you don't really care for the story or anything like that. It's more of the game just being so fun. And every time you go to a level and you've expected everything you can kind of expect in your brain of like, okay, I get what we can do with this game. They throw something new at you. You're like, what? This game, you can do that. And with Kirby being able to basically suck in like essentially everything, it is honestly crazy. So the stuff that happens, I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Like, how is this happening? And it's it's such a good game. Honestly, it's worth it Like for whatever Nintendo tax price that you need to pay for it. All right, with that, we'll go to go to Trevor. There's a, there's a couple of games that I even I'm going to chime in for because there are some good games in there. Yeah, um, let's go with Dying Light 2. Uh, that game was really fun. Um, I did. I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much, um, I would even go as far as to say I enjoyed it more than Horizon, but that's purely because I played the first Horizon and I didn't play the first Dying Light. So, um, I mean, I played it, but I played it so little that I would basically say I didn't play it. Um, but yeah, Dying Light 2 was like, it was really refreshing. I, I really liked, you know, the parkour in it and the combat and, um, you know, the story I thought was not bad. I, I was interested in it and uh, it just felt really good and, and all the upgrades and the progression and uh, just moving around that city and, city and everything. Um, yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised. I could see why that some people, especially with the first one, kind of just never stopped playing the game like played it for like thousands of hours and stuff and um <clears throat> yeah it, it's good i mean i'm not going to sit here and act like it was you know um next level amazing doing totally new stuff or anything like that but it was just enjoy i just had fun playing it it's probably the best way to put it <laughs> yeah honestly like dying light 2 i feel like more compelled to go back and and play some more and do some side missions as compared to horizon because Dying Light 2 does have some really, really cool story bits. And even when it comes to side missions, like, it, because it is very down to earth. I mean, Horizon is supposed to be down to earth as well in terms of what they're trying to do. 
But like Dying Light 2, like the way they kind of describe certain stories, certain things that are happening, a lot of environmental storytelling, which I like because that's mm-hmm. kind of, if you like that, you like Elden Ring, right? So like the whole idea is when you look around, you see what's happened. You go to a broken down house, you see what happened there. You can see, you know, like you can kind of get from that um, what, what was happening in that area. And like, I just love that about Dying Light 2 so much. And I still remember telling Trevor that there was one mission where you're like in this elevator and just talking to like people in the elevator, just like these people that you're kind of doing, you're doing a mission with them. He's talking to them. And that was the most awesome humanized moment like I've seen in gaming for a while where you just in the elevator and there's a part after the elevator as well, which is really cool, where I was just like, you, these are people that you don't know. But in that elevator ride, I just, it was like me with Johnny Silverhand towards the end of the game. I just like fell in love with them. I'm like, yeah. these people are awesome. Like, I, I just wanted to like sit around and just talk to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly the part you're talking about. And yeah. I had the exact same experience. Like you literally just met these people and then they just tell you the story going up this elevator and all of a sudden you're like, hey, this this is a good guy right here, yeah. uh, you know. And and you have this whole uh, these like two fractions, and you're kind of like torn between which is the right one, and you know, should I support this one or should I support that one, and what is the right path to go? And uh, it, it's a lot of shades of gray, which is really interesting. And uh, and and again, the, the environment in the world is is really cool. So. I think there's yeah. an expansion coming out this year for Dying Light 2, so I'm pretty yeah. excited for that. Uh, me too. I'll, I'll totally jump back in when that comes That's, out. That might be when I actually play this game. I'm, I'm pretty ashamed that I haven't played this yet. It's definitely oh, been on my it. radar, and, and it's something that I know I'm going to enjoy. I just haven't gone around to getting it or playing it. But uh, maybe I'll just wait for the expansion and have like a more rounded out experience. Get a goatee, the, the goatee yeah. edition, you know. Yeah, yeah. like it's, I, all I hear is good stuff, so I'm going to play it. We can play it on your Steam Deck if you go on your <laughs> and buy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you keep going here because I don't, I don't oh. have any other games on the list. Yeah, I think, so the next two, I think both, both uh, Trevor and I, we, we both play this. Uh, we'll quickly talk about WWE 2K22. It's finally a good WWE game. Um, they've improved this quite a bit like compared to what they had before and and they've added a lot of good quality of life stuff that if you've played WWE games you've been missing that and you didn't realize you were missing those until now one of the cool things is they've kind of revamped like the the uh, reversal system so I would play out I I, I, like love WWE 2k games and I would play that with my friends and a lot of times like we would just keep reversing each other again and again and again because it was so easy (laughs) to reverse one another but in this case, depending on certain factors, you're able to reverse someone, reverse certain moves or not, right? And like they've kind of added that element of, yeah, okay, you can reverse everything. Otherwise, this is just gonna be like this all day. So I like that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this makes more. This feels more like an actual WWE experience. But at the same time, it keeps a bit of that arcade experience, which I like because I loved um, WWF SmackDown and and you know the older games. Here comes the pain and all that. So it kind of keeps that arcade element in terms of the move sets. But like overall. I feel like if you've been holding off on buying a WWE game recently, you should jump in. 2K22 is is very, very good. Yeah, I need to play more of it for sure. But uh, that's the wrestling game I wanted when I was a kid, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, look, it looks so good. It plays well. And um, I love the intros and, and everything, the whole spectacle around it. So it's very cool. And I'll throw, I'll throw Sifu your way since you've made that game before I did. Yeah, Sifu is awesome. Um, I mean, I really like it is like the martial arts uh, action game I've always wanted. Uh, it flows nicely, kind of like Neon White. Once you get in that rhythm, uh, it just feels so good. You're just 
jumping over uh jumping over fences kicking stuff at people grabbing weapons um you know it the, the combat is really tight uh it's very challenging which i i do enjoy um there was definitely some stuff about it that i i would let i they did improve uh i believe i haven't gone back since then um with some of the how the systems work and the progression um but yeah i mean that that was a, a great game i enjoyed it a lot it's it's easily one of my top games of the year for sure yeah sifu for me is um if you remove eldering out of the equation my favorite game of the year so far this game like i i uh, saw this game and i knew i would love it right i knew i would love it just because of the whole style but i'm like you know what that's happened with i thought i would love ghostwire tokyo and, and you know we saw what happened with that so i i wasn't sure like obviously i was like you know what let's see actually play this game when you play it like my love grew even more for this game it it, it obviously you know if you grew up watching a lot of like you know kung fu style movies even like the more newer type uh new newer kung fu style movies as well uh if, if, to be honest if you even enjoy john wick right like you'll really really enjoy this game and it's uh it basically did what i loved with sekiro and it did that with with this kind of genre because i loved sekiro because it was different from the souls games and it actually wanted you to try and get better parry learn the moves that you know like with dark souls it's like like, an, like okay i'm not gonna shit on dark souls like that like i love dark souls <laughs> but it is very much like all right you hit them once and you're like rolling around you're like kind of going back they do a move you go and hit a couple of times in this case like it's kind of like sekiro right with sekiro the whole idea that i loved about it was it wants you to be aggressive. It's like, no, like stop running away from these enemies, go in block and try to attack them. And that's kind of what this game did. It was like, no, no, don't like, don't hit them a few times and run away. No, like go and, and, and parry stuff, grab them and throw them to the side, grab a bottle, throw it at their head. Like it was just so cool. And I just like love this game. And like, yeah, it's up there for me of all times as well. Yeah. It, uh, I will counter that a little bit. Like I think actually getting in there, getting some hits and getting out is actually very viable sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially when you get in a room with a lot of people, like I'm sure if you're really good, you can parry a whole bunch of them. But um, I found like that was actually some of the fun of it was like, you get in those situations where like, oh, okay, this is, this is too much. And you kind of run away, jump over. There was even times where I was like jumping over a desk or over a counter, hit the guy a couple times, jump back onto the other side of the counter, <laughs> find another guy. And they're kind of moving around and stuff like that. And, and then even little things like, oh, I didn't know that there was a stick in the corner here. And all of a sudden yeah. this, <laughs> this part got so much easier. And uh, yeah, again, it, it just feels so good when you hit that flow state of like, you know, you're pairing guys, you're jumping over stuff, throwing bottles, kicking stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's a very impressive game. I know there was one thing that I didn't even know about it, where you, if you just hold block and you press back on the stick, and if they try to hit you, you kind of do like this dodge, and you can do that for every single one of their moves. So mm -hmm. once you memorize their moves and you do that, it just looks so good. You're just dodging five of their moves and you hit them. You do that. I'm like, dude, this is this looks so cool. But again, it's like, no, you got to learn these movesets and learn this. And obviously when you master it, it's just awesome. I so, love seeing all the like uh, videos of mods, people like the skins yeah. uh, that people put on, like Daredevil and Batman and everything. Mm. John Wick. Yeah, they had to, oh, did a so John Wick cool. Keanu Reeves one, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right. So with the last 10 minutes or so that we have, we'll quickly talk about some of the games that we think will be amazing for the rest of the year. Um, I just quickly want to bring up, because we were talking about expansion and stuff like that, and both of you being such huge WoW fans, there was this leak that just kind of came out. I don't know if it's like breaking news or what, but like there was basically like a leak that came out that apparently the WoW uh, Lich King? No, what, what's the witch, the second one? Witch Queen. 
No, not that, that's Destiny. What's the second? Burning oh Crusade. Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath of the Lich King, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one. Apparently, that uh, one for the classic is coming out in September. Yep. So I guess keep oh, that yeah. in mind as well, alongside with Dragonflight. Isn't this technically for, for WoW fans like the best year ever? You have like this two expansions. crazy. I, yeah. I, I can't believe that both of those are going are supposed to come out this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Sebi so thought they, they were done. Sebi thought they were done. <laughs> well, they, they still could be, right? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I said one last expansion. Um, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm very excited for Dragonflight. Um, it looks like they're, they're making a lot of moves in the right direction from what I've been seeing on it. Uh, they're in alpha right now. So there is a lot of, uh, you know, content that's already out there regarding Dragonflight. But to be very frank with everyone here, uh, Wrath of the Lich King Classic is what I'm looking forward to. Like right now, Wrath of the Lich King is peak wow for anyone. <laughs> like this is not up for debate. Like Wrath of the Lich King is peak wow and it's coming back. So I'm super excited. I'm actually playing the Burning Crusade Classic right now in preparation what? for Wrath of the Lich King. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm in it. Steam deck? Can I play the Steam Deck? I don't think you can, but you know it's yeah. it's it's that good. Like I'm I'm grinding out the last few levels that I never finished. Um, I got all my professions maxed out. Uh, I'm just like racking in gold and basically just this is all in preparation to start Wrath of the Lich King strong because this is what I'm gonna be playing. Wow, where did this come from? Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm more excited for Dragonflight. Um, I, I definitely going to jump in and play some Lich King for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, everything uh, you know, Seb said it perfectly. Like, I think they're making the right choices right now, which has me super excited. Having talent trees coming back, making yeah. professions matter. Um, the dragon flying looks really interesting. The fact that you can go like 900% speed is like super yes. awesome. And just <laughs> zip across the content and that they're building it for flying from the start. Um, and I, I love playing healer. So I'm super excited to try to play the, um, the new race, the with, invoker. Uh, the, the invoker. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, I'm, I still can't believe that that's going to come out this year. That was such a shock to me. Uh, I thought for sure this was going to be a 2023 thing. Um, yeah. I'm excited, man. I was, so can I was, new players play? Can, can new players just jump in? Or do you need to start from the beginning? You do need to start from the beginning. But something they did with Shadowlands, and I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but essentially uh, they they did a level squish. So prior, you know, your characters had to hit like level 120 or something for you to start playing current expansions, right? Uh, so what they did with Shadowlands is they squished all the levels down back to 60, so when you start a new character, they made like a whole revamped uh, starting zone. You kind of like learn all the mechanics. And then what you do is you pick one of uh, like specific expansions to kind of level up your entire character just through that. So you go through like pick one expansion, Wrath of the Lich King, Burning Crusade, whatever. You pretty much get all your levels from that one expansion. Now you're ready to jump into current game. If you want, you just go back and play the other expansions or pick a new character and experience anything that you may have missed. But you're kind of ready to jump into the current new game very quickly, um, which is something that, you know, 
was was a big bother before, right? You had to go through five, six expansions, uh, you know, a hundred plus levels. Like a lot of stuff just felt kind of repetitive, and it took a long time to get into what everyone else is enjoying. So I'm story assuming it's going to be similar. Like, yeah. like you okay? So stories like you just continue from there. Yeah, well, the stories are generally very self-contained uh, to okay. an expansion. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes back and forth. Like, for example, uh, they kind of rotate expansions between, like, how friendly are the the factions to each other, right? You kind of go from one expansion where it's, you know, all-out war between Horde and Alliance. Next expansion, you're teaming up with them to, you know, destroy some big bad boss. Then next expansion, you're back to war. And the stories are generally centered around that with, you know, offshootings between, you know, different local stories but uh yeah it's it's they're very self-contained i really like that new system like because before it felt like you get to an expansion you do like the first zone and then you're almost ready to move on and yeah. you don't really go through the entire thing and now yeah. it's like no like i am going to play through mr pandaria or i'm going to play through um uh you know battle for azeroth or or something like that and yeah. uh it, it it plays really well and it, it doesn't feel like it, it's still a grind but it's not near as bad as it was for sure it's definitely not and it's great because it, I, I feel like it was made not just for like brand new players but also for returning players like hey i completely missed warlords of drainer because that's when i stopped playing wow and never touched that well you're coming back you want to check out something new but you can also be like i'm just going to level up a brand new character entirely through that one expansion that i never played before now you can experience it and then jump right back into the current game so like looking at some of the games, I, I put like the link in the in our in our Google Docs. Um, looking at some of the games that are coming out, I think obviously August is kind of when some of the big hitters start. I know Xenoblade Chronicles Three comes out, so I don't know yeah. if any of us are are you saying that a game that you're excited for? I, I actually am. I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles before, one or two, but uh, from what I've been like looking at gameplay, like this actually looks really really cool. Like I might even go back and check out some of the older ones if they're not too too dated. Um, and just see how they are because it looks cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it looks cool. I think for like I, I want to always jump jump into that. I actually bought the Xenoblade Chronicles game for the Nintendo Wii for the Wii U because apparently it's like supposed to be really good on that. Mm. I've never played it. I still don't the <laughs> packaging, but hopefully one day in August there's actually one game that I'm pretty excited for. For it's called Rumble Wars. I mean, obviously you already know that I kind of like wrestling and stuff like that, but it's basically a battle royale. But you're in this world oh. where you're you're wrestling people, and it's like basically you can set up stuff where you're on top of a building and you do like an atomic leg drop or like an elbow drop on people from the top to the bottom, and it's like it's a it's kind of like a battle royale experience, and it's free to play. So it comes out on August 11th, and I think honestly, kind of like Fall Guys, this could be like the new Fall Guys or Among Us or you know stuff like that where it does take people by surprise once it's available and free to play. So I think that's like I feel like for August people should. Keep in so, mind, Iron Galaxy, they're a solid studio, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Killer about Instinct, too. yeah, yep. yeah, no, definitely. So, I'll throw it to you to you both of you pop off any games that you feel will be worth the moon's time. Please, Tommy Saints Row will be good. That's what ah, I it, yeah. looks, it, it looks like a seven, eight. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. There. I just hope, I mean, if it's an eight, I'll be happy with that. Like, I, I hope it's a, I loved previous saints rows i yeah. mean they're hit or miss some of them were definitely better than others but um I'm, saints row 3 was one of my i can say that's easily one of my favorite games like you know not ever ever but 
I have very fond memories of that game. And three was too good. Three yeah, was three good. was three was something else. So I, I'm really hopeful that this will be uh, a little bit of a return to form, and hopefully, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to playing some Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon three is coming this year. Uh, that's that's gonna be great. I don't know if you guys played two, but that's something that I played so much. Like when the Switch dropped, I think that was like my second game I bought. Obviously, first was Breath of the Wild, but uh, yeah, I played a ton of Splatoon too, and it's it's actually so fun. It's one of those where like I picked it up because it looked interesting, and I wasn't expecting that much out of it. Um, it was great, like all the the different weapon styles that they have, and how the you know how you have to strategize around that. Um, because it's there's the two systems at play, right? Like, yes, it's it's kind of like a shooter in a small arena, but it's also really about you know getting your paint coverage on the map, right? So handling the two systems turned this very simple game into something like very repetitive core gameplay loop that's fun to play. I like that. What was that mode they had? Um, the, the like not the PvP one, the, the co-op one? one, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was I, I can't remember the name of it but i remember enjoying yeah. that quite a bit that was actually pretty fun yeah. i was surprised it had a good single player mode in something that was supposed to be more pvp yeah i'm kind of hoping for more like mini games or something like yeah. that on this one too that you know just to mix it up a little bit should be good i think I, i'm gonna quickly bring up two games that i think everyone should like kind of just put on their radars it's coming in september um one steel rising comes out september 8th and this game is basically a steampunk Bloodborne. So I like if, if you like Bloodborne, I don't know why you wouldn't check this out. The gameplay, you can go check it on YouTube. So far, everything looks good. One of the main things I like about Elden Ring and any from software games is the impact and the feedback you get when you make a hit. You get that from this game. You can see like the gameplay and everything like that. So definitely should be there. The other one was, I don't know if people will like this. It's called Metal Hellsinger. It's basically like Doom, but with... Heavy metal music playing in the background, and the idea that if you get certain hits based on the music, you get like multipliers and you get like more ammo and this and that, and it's about kind of combining those two together. And obviously, got somehow they got System of a Down and and all these people like wow. to kind of have their music on this on this game. So those two games I want to kind of quickly throw out there. Oh, I didn't even know about the Steel Rising. I'm watching this trailer right now, and this got me excited. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is my kind of game. game man. Well. That is my kind of game. This looks yeah. great. All right, Charlie, what about you? What, what, what are some of the other games? Um, I mean, Gotham Knights. Uh, yeah. yeah. Another one that I hope is good. Um, For sure. You know, I like those Batman games. So very hopeful that one's going to be good. Um, and then I'm just going to throw out an obvious one, um, Modern Warfare 2. Um, yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, also hope that one is going to be good. I hope it's, uh, especially if that's going to be our next Call of Duty for two years. Um Hopefully it's a good one. Um, and then First I'm just Call of Duty to... on Steam, by the way, in a very long time, like a new Call of Duty. I pre-purchased one on Steam just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, and I guess, I can't believe this, but I don't care about Overwatch 2. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I can't believe that is October and I just cannot care. I've, I've seen everything I needed to see on Overwatch 2. Like, it's, it's Overwatch and it's one less person or one more person per team like less. that's the, yes less, yeah. that's the big change like same maps <laughs> but now it's nighttime instead of daytime or vice versa like i'm not interested 
hey, you you bought the new iPhone. It's the same thing. It's just a new number. Well, I didn't have an iPhone before, so yeah. it just, it just <laughs> like you're, like you're going to get a new character, some new maps. Like it just feels so bare bones. Like yeah, um, is the like, single player stuff even going to be in it? Or I think it's supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken. It, the co-op, even or? even with the single player or whatever mode, which I don't think they've shown anything for it yet. Like I'm pretty sure the beta so far has all been just the PvP stuff. But even if that's in there, like this game would have to be twenty dollars or something for you know the majority of people to actually want to jump in, based on what we've seen so far, because it is lacking so much. Um, like I think they've announced like three new characters at launch, and then just mostly just returning characters, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's what's what's going on, <laughs> man. Yeah, crazy. So, you know, I feel like we should talk about this too as well because this is a game that I'm kind of excited for, especially after having played Warhammer, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, it's being made by the people that made XCOM and stuff. So like, yeah. and apparently it has like a card basing. But after playing Neon White, I'm actually very open to it. <laughs> it could be really fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it looks cool Bay- too. Bayonetta three, yes, yeah, yeah, that one yes. definitely want to check out. Uh, I can't believe no one's mentioned Skull and Bones. But... No, it's okay. I'm good. What? Really? I, I'm curious. I, I'm really? Super, I'm super interested in that one. I'm right? very yeah. like. I mean, it could go one of many different possible Absolutely. ways, right? Like, sure, it's it's, it's UB, there. but. I don't know. I don't know, man. It could be really, really good. <laughs> I love, I love Sea of Thieves, but Sea of Thieves has always felt like it's lacking something for me, and I'm kind of hoping that Skull and Bones just like fills that. I don't know. I'm with, I'm with Seb on that. Like Skull and Bones feels like what I want, and we'll see if it's actually what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, another um, one you should keep in mind is a Plague Tale Requiem. If you have played the first one, I think it's on oh, Game yeah. Pass, but yeah. it's a really, really good. Uh, third person action adventure game, really cool story. So the sequel's coming out, and it's still gonna be on Game Pass. A- another one, High on Life, again another game on Game Pass. It has that Rick and Morty kind of thing because I think th- the Justin Rowland is one of the creators on it. And basically, the, the, the scene that it showed was like that your gun like kind of talks to you and stuff like that. And it's kind of supposed to be really funny. And it looked really cool. I'm I'm pretty excited for that one. Man, yeah. this is there's so many games still coming out. This yeah, year. this is crazy. we didn't even get to November. Hogwarts. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy is coming out this year too. But okay, yeah. look, we, we'll we'll leave the obvious game of the year until the end. But let's go quickly to December. Because there's a game called the Callisto Protocol, which is yeah. coming yes. out, and this looks amazing. If you've played Dead Space or even like anything remotely similar, oh my god, yeah. it's got the best action star possible. Dosh Dosh Duhamel, or the guy from Transformers. <laughs> I don't know why they chose it, but whatever. He's in the game too, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, everything we've been seeing so far from Callisto Protocol looks insane. Just just crazy, crazy. Yeah. Company of Heroes 3, by the way, if uh, we haven't mentioned that, I've loved Company of Heroes, RTS, World War II. So good. Third one's coming out in November. Maybe I'll let you talk about Pokemon since you're, you're a Pokemon expert. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think we've seen too much, like just kind of like cinematic trailers so far. So. Um, a lot of questions because we have been seeing a lot of changes with the, like the mainline Pokemon games. So uh, I'm I'm very excited. I think it, it could be really good, especially because they have been experimenting so much. Uh, so yeah, looking right, forward. So did I did I miss anything? Did I miss any games? 
Um, Maybe a big one. Hogwarts Legacy, God of War. Oh, oh, oh what was that? What was that? What was that game? What'd you say? Uh, Gollum, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that Gollum game. It looks so bad. I don't know. Maybe they they have enough time to fix it. In like two months, <laughs> the game's gonna go gold now. Like it has to go gold soon. Yeah, maybe it gets pushed back. I I feel like yeah. they kind of weren't so sure about it, which is why we saw so much actual gameplay early on, and you know. I guess people just weren't feeling it, <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe they could fix it up. I I feel like it's too early to start shitting on it. Like, it, yeah. it could it could still be good. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through the list. Obviously, who who wants to talk about it? Who wants to talk about God of War? I'll, I'll let one of you guys talk about it. <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> yo, whoa, yo, don't even okay. Good I, is expected. I, Amazing I, is expected. I mean, okay, like that, I'll that be, could hurt it. That could I hurt loved, it. I loved that first God of War. I thought I think that game is absolutely amazing. Um I, I'm just worried that this is just gonna be I, I will hope they make enough changes to make this like yes, if it's the same thing with a great story, uh, it will be great. I'll have a great time, but I want like the I the reason I liked the first game was because of the gameplay. The story yeah, was yeah, yeah. good. Um, but I love the gameplay in that game. It was challenging. Um, you know, like getting the blades halfway through was like the oh best. Oh my god, feeling. that was the best. Um, so yeah, so I'm just hoping that there is just there, there's enough there to you know that there's just something that kind of pushes it forward a little bit. Um, yeah. that's all I'm hoping for, and yeah, I, I'm super excited. I just to be honest, deep down, I'm worried as well because. The person that made the reboot, he worked on God of War 2, Corey Barlog, and he's not working on this one because he's working on another game for, for Sony. So mm-hmm. someone else is working on it. And it's not to say, obviously he has some input. It's not to say the game won't still be amazing. But for me, that's kind of when usually, as we see with Dark Souls 2, for example, which is still a good game, where it's usually given off to someone who's not Miyazaki, for example, or someone who's not there. It's always like, uh, okay, this might be, I don't know, it's, it'll be good, but it might not be. So like yeah. you're saying, I... I can definitely see this game like getting maybe nine and stuff, but it might not be getting 10 like the first one. And uh, I, the first one was like, what, like a 94, 95 on Metacritic? Like, yeah. This one, it's, great game. I, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to hit that, to be honest. We'll see what it goes to. But to be honest, I, it, again, gameplay was fantastic. Story I thought was really good from the original. So, more of the same. Personally, the one thing that I felt could be improved upon from the original is like the actual level design. Oh, I, blasphemy. There, How dare you? There How was, do you say it? <laughs> no, let me, let me explain. There there was something that was good, not great, about this like semi-open world, but a little too linear uh, sort of system. Like, you know, older God of War games were very linear, but it was perfectly fine, right? This one, because they're trying to slack in a little more um, collectibles and things like, oh, you just got a new ability. Go back and open up that one path you missed but just not enough of that. Like, if it was fully open world, perfect. But the way it was made, again, good, not great, in my opinion. I mean, I think, honestly, that would be the next step, I feel, if they want to make an Elden Ring-like dent in the world, because that's what Elden Ring did. It was taking these open world linear sections and saying, okay, that's fully open. And I feel yeah. like, I, like, I don't know, I'm hoping, right? That's the thing, we have not seen enough. It's crazy to say that right now, but we have not seen enough 
of the game. I actually spent like $350 on the Jotnar edition, having seen like a minute of God of War Ragnarok gameplay so far. Yeah. And for me, that's like the thing that worries me a little bit of like, okay, if it's more the same, I'm going to love it and the story and everything like that. But yeah. if they all of a sudden we get the game and it's fully open world, like, oh my God, that will be that's, game changer. That's what I'm just yeah. hoping for is that that little thing that just makes, that just puts it like one step above. And then, you know, all of a sudden it will just go from, another great one to an amazing one right and that's what i'm yeah. looking for awesome so yeah. with that we will end the episode it was wait 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 awesome. we, we oh. missed the game which one did we miss we haven't talked about Elden ring yet <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you one got minute we got another hour <laughs> I we, i'll give you one minute to sign off on why Elden ring is your game of the year so far Nah, it's okay. We're, don't worry. We're going to talk about all the reasons. <laughs> yeah. okay. We will be. And I, I, I am I am making my way through. And obviously, I'm going to definitely finish Elden Ring before. I was actually th- thinking about rebuying it so I can play on the Steam Deck. But I'm like, no, I'm not. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Control yourself. I've already I'll, paid. This. I'll replay that on the Steam Deck. Hell yeah. I would too. Wait, are you going to multiplayer? Can we multiplayer? So, yeah, we like, could it, actually. So if PC. I get it, okay, no, 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 yeah. okay. If I, there's no, a mod. I'm, I'm not gonna buy this unless you don't buy. I, I'm, I'll buy this, but you need to buy it too so we can multiplayer this. There's a, there's a mod that actually lets you like kind of like more consistently play with someone, more co-op like. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking of getting on PC too just for that. That and there was another mod that just adds like more content. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, like the people, apparently there's some mod for Dark Souls 3 that is like incredible. It's basically makes it like a new game. And they mm-hmm. they finally just said they're done with that. And they're working on the Elden Ring one now. So, yeah. oh, I can't wait, man. Just yeah. give me more, any more of Elden Ring. I yeah, I just, I just need more. Like after yeah. getting that platinum, it, it was kind of like, all right, I got to put this down. But you know what? Yeah. Like new system, new game. Let's do it. Uh, every time <laughs> I see a video with someone like with a new crazy build, I just get this itch. I'm just like, oh, man, yeah. do I go back now? <laughs> right, I guess I'm buying Elden Ring again on, on Steam now. So, yo, I'm, this is a pack, okay? I'm buying this. You got to buy this too. <laughs> we can do this multiplayer thing. All right. I'll do it. With that, we will we will leave it there. Thanks so much everyone for joining. Thanks so much, Trevor and Stevie. Trevor, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Trevor Her. That's at Trevor H E R R. And Stevie, I'm assuming people can find you nowhere. You're just off the grid. I'm just I'm just on the podcast. You can catch on me the here. Pod- <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you.